Hello everyone, welcome to another week's edition of the Sea Live Podcast. My name's Sam, thank you so much for joining in this evening. As always, I've got my trusted friend and podcast sidekick, Mr. Chris Vaughns. Hey! We love a double hand wave. Hey, how you doing, mate? I'm alright, mate. So, how are you? You got a cap on tonight? Let, listen, let's on? just pass by that because the sides are not, <laughs> are not great tonight. Um, Look! It's hair that you're hiding. Look at the state of this thing. And it, you know what? I'm just going with it now. I've just every week. I'm gonna look back over the next, over the last few weeks, just to see how how it's going on hair wise, and then um, <laughs> I can compare. But it's 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 getting out of control now. It's going out and long at the back, so it's becoming sort of a mullet here and sort of. Wide here, so I I I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Put it this way, you know, I'm not taking this off, not one bit, <laughs> not, not for anyone, not even for you. Um, folks at home, please make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So on Facebook it's at C Live, on Twitter it's C Live Enter to One, and on Instagram it's C Live UK. Um, let's talk about our guest. Um, our guest is a bit magic, folks. We like a bit of magic, don't we? Do you like a bit of magic, Chris? We do. We do like a bit of magic. We uh, so we actually ran into Barry the Magician. So let's introduce him. Barry the Magician. Hello, Barry. Hey. Good to be here. I should let you know, by the way, that I am live at Barnard Castle today. <laughs> For anyone that cares. How, how was the drive? <laughs> long, long, five hours. And are your eyes all right? Uh, by the end of it, I'd say that they're not too bad. It was a bit of a mess to start with. Oh dear! You've got to, you've got to, you've got to laugh at that situation. To be fair, like um, to be fair though, we well, don't we, we don't, don't talk, talk about politics on this show. We don't talk politics. On that, here. that would be the only mention of it. <laughs> so how are you, mate? How's I'm good. Very good. Well. Lockdown has been interesting because I'm still working. I'm still from home. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, okay. I suppose I should clear up right now that I'm not full time magic for those who have just kind of cottoned onto that. Um, I still have a day job in banking, so as that's technically a key worker job, I'm still working. So I'm working from home pretty much most of the time. Um, so yeah, I've not really found myself. Have you found yourself? You've got into a little, got into a little routine, a home routine. You've yes. got a small child like me, um, oh. and it's hard to get that routine going at first. I found, but once you're in it, it's fab. I think it's great. I think, I think it, I think it's difficult to get into that routine, or maybe to get used to the routine. Um, I probably slipped into the routine a little bit easier than I thought I would at first. And you know what's worrying me now? Getting out of the routine. Out of the routine. I, I actually, people have said that to me. They said, "Ah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite now enjoying myself." Absolutely. Um, to the stage where, like, I can get used to this. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's tricky. You get to spend, you know, you've not got that time traveling, you've not got the time yeah. driving to work. Or I, I, I work between Skelmersdale and Manchester. So some days it's an hour on the train to Manchester, there, and then another hour back, waiting for the train, driving to Skelmersdale. Got all that time now where you can literally just fall out of bed, get to work, and into the office. I'll have all that time with your family as well. You know, you've just made up so much time. It's unbelievable. I think that's one positive that's come out of lockdown is the ability to spend time uh, with your family. But obviously, 
the outer reaches of your family you can't but I think everyone's kind of got onto the whole social media and the whole FaceTime Skype uh, Zoom calls and you know the older generation are seem to be getting on it so I don't know about your uh, your extended family and what they they've been up to uh, pretty much the same yeah we've managed to get me nan on Skype oh fab yeah, but and as you know, you've you've seen me in the last few days what I'm like with Skype, and I am dreadful. about to turn the camera on because I didn't know. Um, so yeah, at least we've got that, and we're lucky in the respect that all of our family are relatively close in witness as well. Yeah. So even, even with even with social distancing measures, we are still able to see people. So it's it's. I think that I think that's I think that's the important thing, isn't it? Once once you. You get into that habit then of it's going to take time, and once you get into the habit of standing at the end of the garden, just waving to them, it's better than nothing, isn't it? And that, that's the best way to look at it, really. At the minute, everybody's missing the hugs with the little one, of course, but it is what it is. We've just got to deal with it and just wait for it to blow over. We were saying, me and Catherine were saying yes. We were saying, me and Catherine were saying yesterday. It's um, we, we'll just be like. There you go. <laughs> With Theo, we, we can. <laughs> yeah, you need to do your grandparenting duties now. Um, <laughs> bring it on. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, even with likes of nurseries and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the serious side of it. We've all—I know we're joking with stuff like that, but we, it is. It is a serious issue, and we we we've still got to. I think be cautious for the next four. Oh, couple of months if I'm honest with you. Me and Sam are under the realisation that a uh, bit with the Sea Live way, but things are ticking over, aren't they Sam? They are, they're ticking over and I think the important thing is that obviously social distancing is becoming less of a thing even though it is a thing. Um, obviously the weather helps to some extent um, that it's nice, but it also increases the, the volatility and uh, increasing people wanting to go to beaches and parks and, you know, spend time with one another. But it's obviously so, so important to just stay away from those areas and really stay at home. You know, pe- people are still dying. You know, there's still the, the, the total for the for the coronavirus. I don't know what the, the the number is for today, but I know it's, you know, yesterday it was still people are dying from it. So you've just got to, yeah. you know, be, you, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do, which is stay inside. What is, what is clearly saying though is is he can't wait to give me a hug <laughs> well to be fair i've waited a very long time to do that a very very long we've had time. a few virtual hugs on here um, over the last few weeks <laughs> but no we we are we are opening up uh, our operations on sea live um we are wanting to speak to as many people and venues um in the next couple of a uh, couple of weeks because we know things are going to be opening up uh, pubs, clubs, venues. If you're a pub, if you're a venue, if you're a restaurant looking for acts, make sure you get in contact with us, see live. Uh, and we'll send you some great acts and also great magicians as well. And Barry, you've, you came aboard when we met you at a uh, wedding fair uh, and we talked you talked to you. Uh, and um, we're just being amazed by the fact that, one, you can do magic, but kind of the style of magic that you do being not only a magician but also an illusionist as well and um being able to read minds is something that me and chris were kind of blown away by well it's good yeah it's an interesting thing i mean 
the only way you could put it is if you'd imagine the state uh, before we came on here, you you kind of asked me what is the state of say magic in the northwest at the moment right and i think at the moment magic as a whole is a bit of a bit of an odd one right the best way you could put it in your terms is imagine everybody uh, every band at a wedding the, the exact same covers in the exact same order from beginning to end right yep Again, a lot of people now who were who were seeing magicians, and then they're seeing different magicians, but doing the same tricks. Right. They're doing the same thing. Now, one thing that I've always found interesting. Sorry, getting attacked by a little fly. <laughs> um, one thing that I found very interesting is, and I'm sure you will find this amusing, is that as I come to do a trick, this has happened on more than one occasion. Where, as the cards or something like that come out of the pocket, it's usually the cards. As the cards come out of the pocket, somebody interrupts at that point and says. Oh, I've seen this one. Like, well, you know, there's there's so much wrong with that. I mean, I've not even took the cards out of the box yet. They're barely out of my box. <laughs> yeah. And and they know what I'm going to do. They should be doing my job in, in, in essence. So it's because they've seen something similar or somebody's used the same deck of cards and they think they've seen it before. And a lot of the time, they're, they're, probably, they're, they're probably right. So like you rightly said, the things that I will do, I purposely make different. I don't want to be the same person but do oh sorry a different person doing the same tricks that they've seen at a different wedding so it's it's very important and, I, and I, to be fair i think when i try to strive to find my own unique selling point if you want to call it out they're becoming more and more difficult to really figure out anyway is to just do something completely different that no one else no one else is doing so by and large i'll just perform my own material because nobody else will be performing my material so they'll never have seen it before unless they've seen me before Exactly. So do you make, do you make, up, make up, your, your, do you make up your own? Obviously, you're obviously going to be influenced by certain things. And sure. Do you try and come up with your own spin on things and your own your own tricks? Yeah, absolutely. I don't want like like that. Honestly, I can't say it enough. I don't want to be that. I the guy I mentioned a minute ago. As soon as I pulled the cards out of my pocket, girls, I've seen this before. But I don't want him to be right. <laughs> He's not seen before. Otherwise, yeah. what you could. Honestly, it's got to justify your fee as well. You've got, you yeah. know, justify your fee. Why, if, if I'm X amount and they say, well, I can go down the road and get someone similar. Well, yeah, they're probably right of them performing all the same stuff. Yeah. There's nothing stopping you. But if you go down the road, you're not going to get somebody performing the stuff that I'll do. Because, like I say, I'll just make sure it's my stuff. And then that way, nobody else can be copying it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's... What, what got you into magic? Boredom. Boredom, really? Boredom, yeah. I think we'd... We'd not long, we'd moved into the house. I was living with my parents at the time, so not long moved into the house. We got the first time we'd had internet and that kind of thing, so we got that connected. And I think probably David Blaine had just done his special or something like that, or he'd done a few at the time, so he's still the big dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, what what can I search for, apart from the obvious, when uh, when you're a teenager living at home? But... Um, <laughs> It, it was basically what, <laughs> what you know what what can I do I need a hobby and and thinking about it well let's have a little look a little look into this magic stuff used to have like a little magic set as a kid but never really did anything with it um so yeah I went just searching online for like books and DVDs that kind of stuff and just started from there really Is there a particular person that you aspired magician wise to be and someone that you every new book or every new video that came out you always like oh, i've got to get him 
that's a very good question, isn't it? That's a very good question because you've got normally the big guns that you see on TV, like your David Blaine's, and then a few years later, definitely your Darren Browns. You don't really tend to throw anything out there, really, for the magic community as such. Um, so eventually you'd see... Again, trying to put it in a perspective that the, the viewers would understand is that everybody knows a really good musical artist who's not mega famous, right? They're just really successful at what they do, but they're just not, you know, they're not right up there with your Elton Johns and whatnot. But it's the same with magicians. You've got those on telly at the top of the game, and then there's a whole range of other ones that all the working professionals and whatnot will look up to, as you say, prior to. So, yeah, there was a whole bunch of them, and... And definitely once David Blaine started dying down a little bit, Darren exploded onto the scene with all of his mind games, which was astonishing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, everybody... Because he used to do, he used to do like, um, he used to do like a show that lasted a couple of days, didn't he, on, on, on the telly, uh, Darren Brown. He used to just, he used to do some, was it my Mind Controls? Yeah, that was exactly yeah. the name of the series. Just, just amazing though, because there's so many, many brilliant magicians probably, and you don't really tap into it because you don't know who you're looking for. If you know what I mean, there's so many, so many great ones. There's a guy who's always popping, Julius, someone popping up. <laughs> he's always these crackers in popping up on Instagram all the time. And he's he's just doing tricks, and then he's got his, oh, it must be his, his girlfriend or something who, who's showing them what he's doing really. But I can, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I'm into it. Oh, this is what he's doing. I quite like the, the the mystery of magic. That's what magic's all about, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, I know exactly. It's Julius Dean, I believe That's him. is. Yeah, he keeps popping up a lot, and I've not watched any of the videos myself because I already know what he's all about from previous yeah. ventures. Uh, but you know what? If he's if he's getting all the the viewers, he's getting his payday, isn't he? And if people are buying his stuff. And he's not really giving away anything that the likes of myself would really go to a wedding and work. So he's, he's you know, he's probably making a pretty good for him doing what he's doing. But you're right. If you if you want to keep the mystery to yourself, then uh, like, like me, I don't watch it. Because one of the things I was going to ask you is that obviously you're part of the magic circle. I'm assuming that, but I think every magician is part of the magic circle. I'm right by saying that. Um, it is. It's an assumption that is a little bit off. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not part of the magic circle. Um, currently, don't really have much of an interest in in joining. Um, it, yeah, it could probably add maybe an extra zero or something to you. Oh no, probably not a zero, but maybe a few hundred to your to your fee. But frankly, in the northwest, no one's going to be paying that anyway. Realistically, so it, it's nice for your for your advertising and that kind of thing. But I don't really have much of an interest. So what is? Because I don't. I don't know much about it. What is the magic circle? So the magic is probably the it's like the biggest group in the world for right, okay. in magicians. It would be uh, famously you've got like many different magicians who are who are a part of it, but people like Penn and Teller who who aren't and he won't let them in because they were revealing tricks such like, even though it was always their own tricks that they were revealing. Yeah. So it's a lot of people, even professionals, refer to it also as, as a club for amateurs, which might not be the impression that the general public get of it. Um, I know that you have to, I think, anyway, last time I heard, you have to have an exam as well to, to get wow. into the magic circle. Wow. You need two people that have known you for a couple of years who are already part of the magic circle. 
and it's in London as well, so I don't know. I'm just not travelling down there to do that kind of thing. Yeah, that well. So a pen and teller, not, not, not in the magic circle, then? No. No. Aren't no. They? Wow. no. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting, though, aren't they? Yeah, the fantastic. I used to watch them years ago, and uh, was it he caught the bullet in his teeth? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I was lucky enough to actually meet them in Vegas. Oh wow! Okay. Um, that was at the show where, thankfully, they did that particular bullet catch routine, uh, which, yeah, you know, as you know, it's just phenomenal. It's even even better to see it live when you still can't see what's going on. It's just fantastic. Yeah, because they they and the good thing about them is because them is because they're a double act. And the other one doesn't speak. The little guy doesn't speak, does he? No. Um, it's it's a great little gimmick though that they've got. And the other guy's massive, isn't he? He's a big, tall fella, and he's yeah. Um, so it's a great little comedy uh, comedy act as well as as magic, which works on that side of things as well. So I think as a magician, that's why we kind of when we first met you, Sam, we we saw that we. He's, he's a good fella to talk to. He's, you know what I mean. Uh, you would, you, you, the tricks you did on us were fab, um, and we kind of said, oh, "Right, let's get him on board." I mean, yeah, yes to everything that you've just said. I remember you doing uh, the the one to, the one to fifty like in your phone, and it had all the different oh, celebrities yeah. on. I can't remember the whole trick, but you got it right. And I was just stood there, and I was just perplexed at how you managed to not not only guess it right. I, I was just I'm perplexed now. I I thought it was more amazing that you had to guess a celebrity, and Sam picked himself, less and, and he less still of got that. it. <laughs> less of that, please. I'm in my phone. My phone. I've literally I had to fame. It was nothing. It was just. <laughs> but there we go. Anyway, buddy. Can, yes. we, can we see some magic? Is there any chance you could do some magic for us now? Yeah, we could try a little something for you. Fantastic. Uh, but by the way, just want to make something clear. You mentioned about the list of 1 to 50. Yep. Let's not undersell this. It was a list of 1 to 100. Oh, so it's okay. So it's double. So <laughs> let's just clarify that for here on, on record. Um, it was a double, yeah. This was going to double up as something else. Now, I've got... I have purposely a written list of numbers that I've wrote down just in case people were interested if they were trying to get into that particular industry or something like that. We can always come back to this later on if you if you want me to. It's not really that interesting, but but nonetheless, we can still work with the numbers. So just thought I'll use the numbers that I've written down, which are all, all to do with how much I've spent with like advertising, creating a brand for the wedding industry and spending on wedding furs, all that kind of stuff, which you probably know yourself is just crazy amounts. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, we'll come back to this. Can we? Can we just see it? I'm going to have to sit on the side a little bit. Yeah, that's brilliant. We're all, is that all right? Yeah. What if I was to ask you? Are you relatively predictable people, or do you tend to think that you're not so predictable? Um, I would like to think I'm pretty good at the lottery. <laughs> but okay, cool. I do. I do. I... As a person, as a person, are you a predictable person? Um, would you say I'm predictable, Chris? I'd say, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't say you know. I wouldn't say you're okay. predictable. You wouldn't say predictable, but people would say that they're not predictable. They like to think that they can be unpredictable. Yeah. And that itself makes them predictable, right? Yeah. Makes sense, because I know they're going to say that they're unpredictable, and then they'll just do something completely 
completely off. If I said to you, if you said to me, I'm not, I'm not very predictable, and I asked you to think of a an animal, you're less likely to go for the obvious cat and dog. Yeah. So that, you know, you go for something a bit more outlandish. So, um, Chris, I'm probably going to start with you here. Again, I'll come back to the numbers later on. They were just for something else. But we're we're going to see between yourself and Sam if we can create a few more little numbers. And it's just going to be based on the choices. So let me just start it off so that, you know, right across this top row, you've got a four, an eight, and a nine. Fair enough? Yep. 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 So, Chris, you're going to go for a list of numbers. Which of those three digits do you want to start us off? To start us off? The four, the eight, or the nine? The eight. Are you sure? Okay, so we'll start that off over here and we'll get rid of it. Sam? Yep. We're going to just move on to line two here. You've got a two, a six, and a one. Which of those would you like for the second digit round? For the second digit round number? A two, six, or a one? Predictable. Oh, don't say that. (laughs) Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Chris, back to yourself. You've now got a seven, a five, or a six. What would you like? What would you like? I'm going to go for six. Are you sure? Do you want to change your mind? No, I'm not going to change my mind. I knew you wouldn't. You're predictable. <laughs> Don't read it. So we get rid. Sam, back to yourself and back to the top. Now you're left with a four and a nine. But I want this to be a completely free choice just for you. Whenever you're ready, a four or a nine. I'm going to go for a number nine. Ooh, let's get rid. Chris, back to yourself. I'll hold that up a bit so we can keep it on camera. We've yep. got six. Or a one. Six, please. Six, please. Oh, he went. Yeah. No messing. Predictable. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> and Sam, that leaves you with a seven or a five to end this number. Seven. Now, oh. I was going to say go with the one that feels lucky, but you kind of did anyway. So kind of did anyway. <laughs> okay. In the mail from. Now, we're left with a number by default now. A four, a one, and the final five. We'll get rid of them. Now, thinking about this, if you, Chris, if you just started off your number with a nine, this, the total that this would come to would at least be 100 higher. And the same if we'd gone with the end numbers, it'd be different. There's lots of different permutations to this. I don't yeah. even get into it. It's ridiculous. But if, have either of you just got the calculator on your phone if you want to work yeah, it out with me? Uh, you can, if you need me to shout out the numbers, you can, or you can see them on the screen. And I'll write down the total when you've got them. I think both of them are at it here, so that they can actually verify that the numbers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Sam got a calculator, so Sam, you do. But Sam's doing it. Yeah, okay, I'm doing it. He's Carol. I've got me cal- calculator. Go for it. So you've got an eight two six eight hundred and twenty six is the first number. Yep. Number. Add nine six seven. Nine six seven. And then add your final number, 415. I think I've got it, but I'm not 100%. Okay, do I show you the answer? Yeah, yeah, you can. They will write it underneath for everybody at home. 2208. 2208. Okay, that's bad, right? So that's a random number. And if you'd have flipped any of those around, made different choices, we would have a different number, right? Yeah. Now, I said about us all being very, very predictable. You went with 2000. 208 in the end. Yep. I didn't have time to write any of them. What? Are you kidding me? (laughs) So it's a good job you went for uh, for the the way that you did. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Wow. Absolutely unbelievable. 
and they're using the figures that I, they were genuinely the figures for my like for for what I've spent in this year just for like wedding furs and advertising and building everything back up. But I thought it'd be useful to do a little trip with those numbers as well. So there you go, folks. Magic and financial advice as well. And financial advice. We come back to that. And that it's it's funny that because that's our expenses, isn't it, Sam? When we gig. <laughs> I mean, we can give a little bit away, but not, not a lot, not a lot, not a lot. That was fantastic. Thank you so much for that, Barry. Um, That's no problem. I'm shocked, Chris. <laughs> well, we knew what it was like because when we, when we first met him, we were like, I know, that's a bit good. Do you know what I mean? So, And that's the thing with magic. I think you, you, you've got to leave that kind of... And that's why I, I, some magicians, they kind of, they do the trick and walk away. Leaves people that sort of, what just happened in that moment? Um, and then they're gone. David Blaine did that a lot, didn't he? He just kind of walked off and... Yeah, I, just when you say that, I was literally just about to just bugger off and leave his... <laughs> that was it. Mic drop. Come back. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, card drop. Like, card, like, <laughs> and down on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Catherine's Catherine's cousin, uh, my cousin, uh, Michael. He, he, you know Michael from from round your way. He's Who? Michael. Who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he's always doing magic, and he's we say so. We've got a show, show. So every time we have like a family meal, there's a pack of cards in his pocket. Or oh, um, yeah. yeah. He's 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 always doing something. But we always, I said to Catherine, he's Catherine when I first met. She said, "You always know where he's been because there's a card stuck on the ceiling." Yes, yeah, I can't say anything more today. Yeah, absolutely right. It's just like a card on his, but he's he's great at magic, and I know. Fantastic. Yeah, it must be good because there's, there's you must have. Have you got loads of mates who do do it magic with as well? Or um, strangely enough, there's three of us in witness. There's a couple in Runcorn, so just over the bridge, and at least one that I know of in Frodgham, who I'm working on a project with at the minute. He's putting on a show in the Brindley on the. Oh, yeah, which is a bit different, uh, mind reading. Um, we literally just got, uh, his name's Blake, Blake Dawes. Uh, it's on the 29th of November that he's currently putting the show on, should it actually go ahead and the tickets have just gone on sale. Not that I'm plugging it, but what I mean is, is that it was really weird how that came to be because apart from the, the performing side of things, um, I have like, I don't know if you'd call it a side side business where I also just like, I'll make tricks or do tricks that other magicians can buy and use. And he just me one day buying something and noticed that his address was in Frodium, so literally, what, 20 minutes away from myself? Oh, wow. Um, so we, we got talking, and then, yeah, as he let me know he was starting work on this thing and wanted some ideas. And for the last couple of months, we've batted a few around, and, yeah, he's now got a, a show that's going ahead, so it's all very interesting. So what's that? Is that, a, very interesting. So what's that? Is that a, a, the... Just a theatre show in the Brindley, is it? Yes, yeah. yeah. You be doing just getting you be doing just getting people of the audience to participate and yeah, yeah. yeah. So that literally the best way of putting it. If anybody's ever been to like a Darren Brown show, that kind of style. So mind reader at the front and the the audience is your plaything. So and everyone's like that, Wendy. But, Wendy. but yeah. you know, if you're in, if you pay to go to something like that, the chances are you're gonna be dragged up. Do you know what I mean? You've always got to have that assumption. You're going to have potentially, what, maybe 20, 30% of the people who just dragged along their partners or something like that who have absolutely no no intention of really being there other than to just support their own partner's interests. 
So there is always that aspect of it. There's those people who don't want to. It's not like a wedding fair where they're just trying to do that weird crab walk past me. <laughs> see me. So then, I think that's the good thing about the wedding fair because you can you can just mingle around and and table magic's quite um, quite good because you can quite good because you can do it and then you can go and and and, and come back and see that and do the same trick again. It's which is good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. like every few tables you can move the, the, the tricks, and yeah, you you, yeah. you can't have a pocket full of different tricks all night. It's not going to work. You just going to be rubbish and he's so going to be like the Michelin man you get a new trick get a new yeah. trick yeah how long does it kind of take to learn a new trick okay so it can totally vary right For example um you could get um after a few hey it's so difficult isn't it because after a few years i'm really like dexterous with cards so yeah. i could we pick up a new cartridge relatively straightforward, whereas straightforward, whereas in the early days it would have been an absolute nightmare trying to do it. But some of the numbers that you see in a minute ago, I'm not even going to lie to you, absolute honest truth, that's the first time I've ever performed it. Um, and I've just been working on that for so long, I've totally forgotten. It's just about getting people to go for the right numbers in the right order, the way that you want them to. And it's, you know, it's a massive risk, but it's, it's also interesting because it, it, it can fail. So, you know... It, wouldn't necessarily be doing that at a, a wedding where it can fail because you don't want to look stupid. But here I am doing a podcast where it could have failed. So <laughs> <laughs> one thing that's uh, on on my notes for uh, questions for you, Barry, is what was the worst kind of magic experience or something that went wrong that you've ever ever Ooh, done? That's a good one. And scenario and people were watching. Tell me, we want to know. This is where you definitely need Michael Ledbetter to 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 intervene. He's got some absolute belts that are way better than mine. I hope, I hope he's. Oh, well. I've seen I've seen a few from him. He gets over them, Benny. He gets over them. Um, oh, definitely. But he's just got some absolute fire that is. Yeah, just, fire! I yeah. was there once when he set someone on fire. Oh <laughs> yeah, my days! Yeah, just real. But, uh, you know, Mike's stories are fantastic. He is fantastic. He's a brilliant music, uh, a brilliant magician, and he's he's. He's a brilliant musician as well. He's a brilliant musician. He's good. But I did a uh, a Zoom quiz with uh, Mike the other night. So I'll just say this. Um, say this. Um, and Mike's backdrop was all different ones. It was like the Friends uh, uh, the sitting room, and then uh, there was the shining hallway, and all you could see was the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> in the brilliant, he is a great magician, and he um, every time you go on a every time you go on a family meal or something, he's doing something that'll just blow you away, and you think, "What has just happened?" What he, is- does. he does. It's fantastic. I love that word for magic. Um, if I was to, that obviously took the spotlight right off my embarrassing stories. Um, it, do you know? What? I think in the early days there was probably some real, real just shockers where you know you i think in the early days when you are performing you get so so put on the spot when you do get the likes of a heckler or if something goes wrong you don't really know how to get out of it and you just have to call it a day on that particular thing because it's gone down the pan but you you learn so so much from it um like now i if it's it's like having a a risk rating in work or something like that you know it's like what's What's the risk of this trick going wrong? And if it goes wrong, what's what's the risk of it not having a comeback to it? 
And if the answer is simply there is no comeback to it, you don't include mm-hmm. it. So you just now put in stuff that if it goes wrong, people won't know. And I can just dance around it. So you, you learn so much from it. I remember being at a wedding for... I remember being at a wedding, but this wasn't even so long ago either. This was probably only within a year. Now, if I get stuff wrong now, I don't really mind. It doesn't bother me. I've, I've just passed it. I like the leather skin on that one. Um, I remember just doing something with a card, and one of the cards just flew off. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, it, this like ace was meant to change into a queen or something, and this, this, this queen that was hidden had just flew off over this chap's head. <laughs> and he noticed, and then he looks on the floor. And I'm just looking at him, look back at him, and just literally looked him dead in the eyes and went, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just dance around it. Was, there was a chap at a another wedding for actually. This this made me laugh, though. So if you need to know what my response was to this guy, I, unfortunately, I just laughed right in his face, but I couldn't help it. Um, so it's an older gentleman, and he comes wandering over, wondering what, what I do. It's not always that obvious, if I'm being honest, what I do, because... Sometimes people see it and it puts them off a little bit. Um, so he comes right over to the stand where we've got this great big banner. It's got a great big picture of me on it, sadly. And he's leaning in a little bit to try and see where it is. And he's like this, looking at stuff. And he said, so, so um, what, what, what are you? Is, are you a, a, a photographer? A, a photography? No, I said, I'm a, I'm a magician. And he just looked at me and he went, a magician? Dear God, no. <laughs> and just, he did that was it dear god and just walked off oh. and it just made me laugh i couldn't we've had it a was fair few characters at, at the wedding fairs to be honest haven't we chris we've had a fair few characters they're great though they're great because you meet like to yourself um at them and you know what you're going to get at wedding fairs people are obviously they want something wow for their weddings and and events even, and and you know what you're going to get with a magician. We did a, a charity do, didn't we, Sam? Um, and there was a magician doing stuff. Um, oh, that was at the uh, the Hilton, was wasn't it? The Hilton. It was at the Hilton, yeah. And it was it was it's different. People were really embracing it, and I think it's stuff like that when you're at a corporate event or or a, it is different, and it's 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 fun. I think it's fun. It puts you on the spot though. <laughs> It really does when you see it. And I can see why some people do that. Uh, I remember watching as a kid, my granddad used to watch Tommy Cooper. Oh, yeah. Doing his stuff. And he always used to think he'd get it wrong. But he was actually pretty good, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a bit like Les Dawson playing the piano badly. You have to be really good to make it look that bad. That's the best analogy I've got for it. There's probably a lot of younger viewers going, who the hell's Les Dawson? But just, just YouTube it. Yeah. But that's that's magic though, isn't it? And I think that and I think that's progressed and the people are getting it, it's getting more outrageous. Uh, Dynamo is another one. He was walking on water and it's just like it must it's I don't know. Is that too far for magic? You think? That's a brilliant, brilliant question. I will give you ten points for that. I like that question. Oh yeah, you didn't believe those ten points. Um, yeah, I think if I'm, I can only speak from my own point of view, of course. I mean, a lot of people will say it's great that it's on telly, so people then want a magician at say the wedding. But the problem is, if you if you if you're watching Dino and think, Do you know what, I need a magician at my wedding, then you know what's going to happen, don't you? As soon as they see me, they're going to ask me to walk on water or throw their eye into a bottle. 
Yeah. That's also what that's also what they then expect the Rams. And we have to be honest here and say, well, there's a lot of telemagic out there that's telemagic for a reason. Yeah. yeah. But I don't mean that it's all just fake. I'm not saying that kind of stuff, that it's just all set up. But think of theatre. You can get away with way more in a theatre than you would in a one-to-one setting. So it's that kind of thing. You've got greater leeway, should we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An artistic licence. But I think I think but I think I think yeah, and I think that's important. But he, but when you get like uh, an act like Dynamo and stuff, it brings it back into the, the the public sort of interest in it because there's not many magicians on the telly now, is there? No, I mean it's it, it's difficult, isn't it? We've got Dynamo, who's probably the first one that pops into mind for for TV magician, and realistically, I know Darren still does the rounds with various specials, but he's kind of taking it away from. I suppose even Doctor Teller, yeah, and and you don't really, and you don't really. I always remember watching like Penn and Teller. Uh, they were always on late night, so you oh, never God. really got a chance to see them when you were younger. But uh, there's not really any magicians. There's uh, there's Stephen McPain, but he doesn't no. do magic per se. He does that uh, in for a penny on ITV, and he's forever on uh, Ant and Deck uh, Saturday Night Takeaway, and I think he used to do Britain's Got Talent, the extra show. Yes. You, always get, you always get one on Britain's Got Talent as a magician, don't you? Picking up more and more in recent years as well, doesn't it? So that that's always good. That's keeping it on telly. And yeah, you don't really get, none of them really come away with a special. I think the only one that ever came away with a special, which was a one night special on a Saturday night on ITV, was that Darcy Oakfeller who just had all the dubs and the bit great big birds. And that was a surprise because that's a relatively old kind of magic shtick, isn't it, really? Mm. But. So. Yeah, it's coming back. I, I'd say uh, magician, magician, and it's got a a niche following. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah that, that Julian's fella, he's got six million Instagram followers. So there's a lot of people looking at it. Do you know what I mean? There is interested, and that, that's always good, isn't it? Yeah, Keep interest out there. If, if there's nothing like that out there, even these people just giving away secrets and it just dies off doesn't yeah. it like anything it's the shock factor that you want at your event isn't it at the end of the day i'm sure if there was a fantastic mime out there or something like that and they were every word and people would start having them at weddings and you know as soon as it's in front of you in front of your face people start buying it i mean me i've got to compete with the likes of a donut stand haven't i at a wedding <laughs> 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 get, get your band in Number one, well, photographer number one, let's be honest, and likes your band and your DJ. And then when you've got a bit of money left, it's either, yeah, it's either... I'd stand on a magician, I'd stand on a magician, <laughs> <laughs> an owl to bring in the rings. It's like, oh, oh my god, that's absolutely made me howl. So <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> so that's the hard part of job, isn't it? Convincing people that you're, you're, you're better than, than a photo booth. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think the the idea I think the the idea that you'd kind of just wander over and just wow it and then walk off that's how that's how you you got us. Do you know what? Of something and it's kind of what I just said, I suppose. But this couple came over to me at a wedding for, and this the the, the groom to be said, Do "You know what? I love magic. I really want a magician." And his missus instantly said, there's absolutely no way, no offence, Mr. Magician, that we're having you at our wedding because it's just so, so tacky and corny. Really? 
and the groom turns with, without batting an eyelid and said, you've just been stood there for half an hour trying to negotiate a photo booth where you want to stand there with a fake moustache and a hat on. <laughs> I say, thank you very much, mate. I said, you've just took the word right out of my mouth. Better and he put it so more succinctly than I could have. It was brilliant. But it's, u- it's unique. It's unique, for one. But I think you get more enjoyment out of a magician than you do a donut. I'm going to be... Uh, you it talk does to depend who you how. talk to. But for me, personally... It's the shock factor. It's the shock. I don't get the shock factor from a donut. <laughs> You've never had a Christmas cream. Who's <laughs> <laughs> was between myself and. I, I'd say you what, no. If I, had a, if I had a donut, I'd make it disappear quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris, you've been practicing this week your uh, your new trick, and I believe you wanted to. Oh, yeah, uh, I've got two tricks this week. I've got two so, tricks this week. I'm going to do. Uh, a, a voice special, so you can either turn around or you can press the buzzer. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this one first. Ready? I was gonna be like, oh, oh magic! I tell you, you what, I'm really, really glad you were doing it this high up onto the camera, and not just down here. Well, you know, I did, I did do that to Sam before, and he said, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my second one, boy. I like that before, wasn't it, Sam? You've got better. You've got better. I've this is better. the piece of resistance. This, this is the this is the one. This is oh, the, right. Ready? Okay, so I'm gonna just. <laughs> Hooray! We did it. Finally. I I'm tempted well, to been just end the podcast time. now, Chris. Because you've disappeared. I'm back. Don't worry. Back? I gave I gave I gave the trick away. There, <laughs> but you know, how did it look? It looked better than before when when I nearly fell over. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost hoping that as you were doing that, your little boy was going to appear on your knee or something really spectacular. He did, I'd be absolutely fuming because he'd be should be in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Now we've probably um, got. Yeah, but it's, as 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 I say, it's 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 great to um to to to, to work with you, and we 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 have, we've got things lined up, and you know. You've got bookings all booked up, and you, you're going to transfer those bookings. You said transferring over to next year mainly. That's that's that seems to be what's happening at the moment to everything. As I say, it's up in the air. We don't know what's going on. Sam, you've been um, updating the website as well this week. Yeah, week. we've added uh, one new artist as of yesterday. Uh, so you can guys go and check that out. Uh, that's Echo Strings. So I give them a little shout out. Uh, they are a four-piece oh, nice. quartet. A string quartet, uh, and they offer a plethora of different styles and genres from modern music to musical theatre to 80s, 90s, 70s, the whole lot. They've, they've got a really large repertoire of songs and be perfect for any reception or uh, wedding, um, especially when they're, they're signing the names. That I think that would be an excellent addition to their day. Um, and also as well, Barry himself... We can have Barry as part of any wedding. That would be fantastic. Very true. Yeah. Um, all this Instagram stuff relatively new as well. So as usual, it's you can normally find me because my Baz has the two Zs in, so it's yeah. relatively easy to find when it's Baz the magician. And you got your logo on your your shirt there, so you yeah, have- yeah, just in case you never know. Baz, oh, do you know what? That just reminds me. How long have we got left? Well, we've probably got. Well, we we've pretty much done the forty-five. Barry, so I don't know if you want to do your last trick. 
It's not really a trick. It's just something that's really, really bizarre. Is the light still good in here, or do you need me to put the no, light on? No, it's really was, no, was still good, yeah. Remember before when we were doing like the numbers and that kind of thing? Yep. <clears throat> and you can verify yourself that it was the, the 2,208, yep. right? And we predicted that. But you know why? Go on. Because it kind of jogs people to remember what my name is. Oh. Oh, oh my God. See who's ahead, so I've Pull actually... it back a bit. Pull it back a bit. There we go. Can you see it now? Oh. It's just brilliant. Look at that. That's brilliant. Brilliant. So you really did have to pick those numbers. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. And that's why he's with C Live Entertainment. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the C Live podcast. As always, make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook C Live. Uh, Twitter C Live Enter to One and on Instagram C Live UK. Uh, thank you very much, Barry. It has been an absolute privilege and pleasure. That I've you. really enjoyed. I've really enjoyed this chat. I think a chat. I think it's been absolutely. Uh, Chris, wonderful. Drive me. Chris, as always, thank you again. Yeah, we'll see you next week, everyone. Be safe. Oh, can we say happy birthday oh, to Meg? Of course, as well? yeah, happy birthday, Meg. We had Meg on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she's a singer songwriter. Uh, from Liverpool and the world, um, and yeah. yes, she. Um, oh, yeah, right. let's get that one right. Um, happy birthday, Meg. Hope you're having a good day. Um, not that she's watching; she's probably getting drunk in the house. Anyway, thank you so much. Hey, mum's probably phone. Hey, mum's probably phone. Yeah, you're, you're right, actually. <laughs> uh, so, from Barry, uh, Chris, and myself, thank you so much, everyone, for joining, uh, joining in uh, this evening. Uh, we'll see you next week with another guest. And uh, make sure you check out our website, www.clive.co.uk. Check out all of our fantastic artists, including Barry. Um, and you can book them for 2021. And depending if we can get you uh, artists for 2020 as well. But thank you so much. Stay safe. Good night and God bless. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you very much.